Welcome to Connect Church. We're a new church in the East Windsor Heightstown area, and we're a church that is looking to connect to Jesus and community. We're so glad you've joined us. Hello, everyone. My name is Frank. Welcome to Connect Church. We're so glad that you're here, whether you're watching or listening today. Welcome, and we are just excited to have you with us. Um, this year is a year where we are asking and praying as a church that we would be still, meaning that we would lay down our right, our fight, our own efforts to surrender and to fully trust God. And in doing so, we would see him be our help, our strengths and safe place, and that he would provide. To build on that today, we're kicking off a new series called New Territory, and we'll be walking through the book of Joshua. Uh, as we walk into the new year, a lot of times it's, it's kind of a point for us to restart and to maybe reflect and see some habits or things that we should add to our life and to build. However, sometimes as new things appear on the horizon, um, they can be a little bit scary. Every big step of life or a step towards God or, or something new can be somewhat intimidating. Uh, I know this because I often struggle to tell people about the new things that are going on in my life um, because I'm often like a little nervous about moving into them. Two quick examples for you. So when I started dating my wife, Rachel, I was on vacation with my family in Canada, and I promised her that this would be the time where I would finally tell them that I was dating her. The trip to Canada came and went. Um, we were back at my parents. I'm doing the awkward, like, lingering thing, and then I'm finally like, I'm dating Rachel, and I ran out the door, and that was how I did it. Then, even worse, we got engaged, and at the church I used to work at, there was um, an older guy um, who was friendly and, and would pray and would be like, hey, I'm praying for you to meet somebody, and I was like, thank you. I really appreciate that. Never mentioned the fact that I had just gotten engaged. Um, one of the more nerve-wracking things in our lives is entering into something new. Maybe you're in the process of moving to a new town. Maybe you're starting a new job, a new semester at school. Uh, maybe you're beginning a new friendship or new relationship, or you feel like God is stirring something in your heart to take a step towards that's new. And it can be terrifying to do that. It's, there's something scary about taking the first step. I don't know about you, um, but change is something that often brings anxiety to me. For you today, what may you be facing that's new or possibly overwhelming? What is your response when you get to those moments? Do you find yourself again digging in and, and fighting and, and pushing through with your own effort? Or do you find yourself Again, being still and making space for God to work and move. Do we trust God that even though this upcoming season may be new, that where we're going, this new territory um, may be scary, that we trust and we know that God is leading us and he is with us. The foundation of most of our anxiety often comes around the unknown. What will happen if, and you fill in the blank today, no one feels comfortable entering the unknown. And again, if you've experienced this, you know this feeling. As we begin a new year, again, maybe right now you are entering something new or you feel God stirring something in your heart where in a direction where you should go and you are kind of anxious and worried about heading towards it. 
And if you are that way, then you can identify exactly with where we are as we pick up in Joshua 1 today. Here are just some things to know about the story as we head into it. First, um, Israel was delivered from Egypt and they disobey God and so they're wandering around. And um, in the Old Testament, the, the main like sign of deliverance and the main um, way that we see this is through Israel being free from Egypt. In the New Testament, the central act of redemption is Jesus' death and resurrection. And so there's a lot of parallels between the two of these. Israel is led by Moses out of Egypt, and then again they wander in the wilderness. And, and as they wander, God does some really incredible things. Um, he feeds them with bread from heaven. He brings water forth from rocks. He leads by a cloud by day and fire at night. He speaks himself in, by giving them commandments and leading them. And so they hear from God himself. He shows up in some incredible ways. The backstory of Joshua that we're reading uh, in the book of Numbers, God tells Moses to send some men out to explore the land um, that he had promised to them. So Moses picks 12 men and Joshua is one of them. And so that's where we get introduced to him. Um, and so there are 40 days of exploration. Um, they find the land. They see that it's flowing with milk and honey. There is fruit so big um, that it needed to be carried by two people on like a pole. And so that was the, the fruit was that big and that delicious and so it sounds pretty awesome right and on top of that they knew that that was the land that God was drawing them to and so it seems like a win-win all around you tend to look at things differently when you know it's for you however we also see that out of the 10 men that only or out of the 12 that only or 10 said that they didn't think it was worth it going to the land that it was scary and that they wouldn't be able to do it. There are giants and, and there's a lot of people there. And so they're better off wandering in the desert. See, we tend to look at things differently um, when we know it's ours. For example, when I was little, I would literally play with toys differently. If it was mine, I was like really careful with it so it would last forever. And if it was somebody else's, I would play with it however I wanted to. I would, if it was a remote control car of mine, I would like drive, drive softly on like the driveway only and someone else's, I'm like running it through mud into the water, seeing what it can do. No, we treat things differently when we know it's for us. And because we look at things differently when we know that they're ours, the fact then that these 10 men come back and give a report saying that they don't think that they should enter and they give a negative report, we begin to see this tension. This land was theirs. It was for the taking. God was right there leading them to what he had promised. But the fear of what could be kept them from it. Again, Joshua and the other men, they're like, hey, this place is incredible. This is what God promised. Look at the milk and the honey and the fruit. It's all incredible. We are going to be incredibly blessed there. But for the rest, they couldn't see that past their fears. Again, today, if you have fear in the unknown, again, maybe God is calling you somewhere. There's a new season that you can step into. And in it, there will be life. But all you see are your fears you relate to this story. And so as we walk through it today, that's the premise of what we're talking about. And so in verse one, we read this. It says, after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. Moses is dead, but God speaks to Joshua. 
And again, even this idea, the fact that Moses has died and he's passed away, it's a trying moment for the nation of Israel. Moses has led them through some incredible moments, and it was clear that God had worked through his life, but now God speaks to Joshua. And Joshua spends his whole life as the assistant to Moses, but Joshua now sees that it's his time to lead. And and catch this as we begin, Joshua was prepared for this moment by his faithful service in the small things. See, today, and, and maybe you're in a season where like you're confident that you, you're where you belong. Don't miss the preparation that God could be doing in your life now for the next season. Joshua, for years, allowed himself to be an assistant to Moses to prepare for what God had been calling him to. And, and today in our culture, Often, like, seasons of preparing are overlooked. We want to get to the spaces where there is uh, a camera in front of us or there's a platform that we can speak from. But in this story, we see that preparation matters. Today, God is building you where you're at exactly for the moment that you're in, but then also for the future as well. We continue reading in verse 2. It says, He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given to you. What an incredible promise from God. Again, wherever you go, I'm going to give you the land. And and the important part here is it's the same promise that existed for Moses. And again, as we look to the context of the story, Moses had this promise, but he allowed the voices of 10 men to keep him from moving forward into new territory. Entrance into the land of Canaan was entrusted to a representative and Joshua was going to be that person. And again, the the parallels between this story and the promised land and Jesus and our salvation and freedom is seen again here in the same way that Joshua was the one who would bring them into the promised land. Jesus is the one who brings us into redemption. We are able to walk in victory because of Jesus' death and resurrection and the blood that he shed for us on the cross. Verses 4 to 5 say this, From the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Here God is laying out clear vision of of the plan for his nation. This was a clear promise. And it's described with like very real boundaries. Again, he explains exactly what the vision is and where they're going. They know exactly what land is theirs. Today, I want to encourage you. Begin to like pray and ask God with specific boundaries and things that you're dreaming for in your life. Again, sometimes we may get it wrong. But what I've learned in my journey is sometimes I will pray for specific things and I'll see what God does. And sometimes he does that exact thing. Sometimes he does it a little bit differently. But when I begin to put boundaries in place, I see where God works. Jesus tells us that when he was on earth that our father knows our needs before we ask. And yet he wants us to ask him still. 
it amazes me that Jesus asks the sick what they want him to do. Sometimes I'm like, hey, Jesus, it's pretty obvious, right? He's sick. He wants to get better. Why are you even asking this question? Because there's something about asking. There, there's something about putting, beginning to put some skin in the game and saying, hey, God, this is what I'm dreaming. This is where I think you're leading. Would you come and make it be? Victory is assured here. And see, it's not because Joshua is a great leader, but it's because uh, that God says that he will be with them. Again, this isn't something that's based on, on Joshua's effort or the things that he has done, but it's simply because God is with him and he is leading them there. He is going to make it happen today. Again, what is a vision that God has given you for your life? What's a, a new territory that in this year you can begin to walk into? And today I would say if you don't know, maybe pause this video or as soon as it ends, make some space and ask him, God, what are some things that maybe you're leading me to this year? That it's time I need to, to begin to pray specifically and to seek you and to move towards this. And the interesting thing about this, again, is when we ask this question, it's dangerous because it could very possibly change our lives. I was a senior in high school and a speaker at a retreat told me to ask this question. What is a vision that God may have for your life? And I had mine. And in that moment, I asked God and it completely changed my life. I went from going to school to be an engineer and an architect. And instead, I'm here preaching and teaching at a church. Again, sometimes we sell ourselves short in the places that God is leading us. Sometimes all we see are giants when God has a land full of milk and honey and blessing and his presence. We continue reading in verses 6 to 9. It says this, be strong and courageous for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors. I would give them be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night, so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua is called into boldness. And this begins again to expose some of Joshua's weakness. A great leader like Joshua still had reservation about taking steps to where God was leading. And you hear the phrase over and over again, be strong and courageous. And this bold courage that, that Joshua would model and show, again, it wasn't because of Joshua's efforts or the type of leader that he was, but it was because he knew that God was faithful. And, and see, we can be full of self-confidence that will take us to ruin, or we can find our confidence that comes from the strength that God gives us. And so today, even where does your confidence come from? And then God begins to instruct Joshua the importance of knowing his word, learning it, and living by it. Uh, Joshua needed not only to like read it, but he needed to have it on his lips that he would be able to speak truth, to have it in his mind that it would take his thoughts and, and keep them in a place that they needed to be, that it would renew his mind, and then he had to live it out. Again, obedience matters. 
And, and again, for some of you, maybe you're struggling and you're not sure like what the next step God may be taking you towards. Again, perhaps maybe we just need to search our hearts and see our desires. Are we being obedient to what God asks? And the final encouragement here, which is repeated from verse 5, it reminds us that Joshua's success did not depend solely on his ability to keep God's word, but it depended more on God's presence with him. Be strong and courageous because whatever new territory God has for you, he will be with you as you head towards it. He will be present. Again, today, maybe you're anxious or fearful about a place that God is leading you. Don't forget that he is with you. Verses 10 to 11 say, Joshua then commanded the officers of Israel, go through the camp and tell the people to get their provisions ready. In three days, you will cross the Jordan River and you will take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you. Something I think is fascinating here. God's like, hey, get ready. Oh, but then wait three days. And again, obviously, there's a parallel between this and, and, and Jesus. And this three days is important or a, a amount of time Jesus is between Jesus' death and resurrection. But also, there is sometimes a waiting where God speaks and, and there's a little bit of time before what he speaks will happen. Waiting for God is often one of the most difficult things for us. Again, we're a quick, fast-paced, instant culture. We don't like waiting. But the days of waiting are often where God prepares us. The days of waiting is where he shapes us and he forms our character. There is no wasted time with God. So as believers, we should always be moving forward on the spiritual journey. And today I would just ask, are you moving forward? Are you stagnant? Are you wandering? Where are you at in your journey? And oftentimes our stopping is the result of one of a couple things. One, sometimes we would rather hold on to sin and our own desires than to move forward into what God has for us. Uh, sometimes we just simply refuse to follow God's direction and we would rather just do what we want to. Or we just keep fear and anxiety at the forefront and so we never move forward. But in doing so, as we wander, we miss the fullness and the goodness that God wants to do in our life. So how do we move from where we are to where God wants us to be? The nation of Israel gives us some clues. The first one is we need to be obedient in the challenge. Again, the time has come here. It's time to get moving. God speaks to Joshua and says, the time is here. Take the land I have promised. You guys have wandered long enough. And after Moses, is, Moses dies, God challenges Joshua to go and possess the land. And this was not a decision to accept lightly. Joshua, again, knew the, the problems with the nation of Israel. He knew their, their proneness to wandering from God. He knew their weaknesses. He knew the things that often entice them more than living for God. And so he knew that he was in for a long road. And yet he chose to move forward. And just an interesting thing about this story, and I think it's fascinating. So while this is happening, um, the Jordan River, which is what they were about to cross, um, was actually at the flood stage. And so the water was the highest um, that it would be in the river. And it's one of the fascinating things about God, right? If you're about to have uh, your nation, your people cross a river, wouldn't you do it at the time where the water is lowest? Uh, wouldn't you do it when the weather is dry and it would be easiest to walk across? 
And this is one of the fascinating things about God. Again, he often calls us and, and moves us through seasons um, that, that are challenging or don't look anything like we thought that they would. But he does it so that he would be glorified in it. And see, we honor God and our willingness to trust him. Everyone faces difficult seasons in life, myself included, but God is with us in them. And today, maybe again, you see something that God has for you far off. And on the way in, you feel like you're crossing the the Jordan River in flood season. And maybe you're like, man, God, it would just be so much better if you made the road there easier for me. And today I just want to encourage you again, God often moves in the moments where life seems difficult and chaotic and stressful. Today, would we take a step? What's your next step today to head towards where God is leading you? And again, God often reveals his power in these moments. Today, maybe you feel like you haven't seen God work in your life or you're wondering like, hey, God, where are you? Have you taken a step? Have you put some skin in the game? The Israelites were preparing to walk where they had never walked before into an unknown land. And again, 10 out of the 12 people said, don't do it. So there is obviously some uncertainty in doing this. And just like them, none of us know what the future holds. Each day we face the new and the unknown. And most of us, again, fear the unknown. But following God into it creates dependency on him. And this is kind of the goal of following Jesus, right? That we would become more dependent on him and less dependent on ourselves. This year, as we pray to be still, I would ask, how dependent are you on God? evaluate it like are you more dependent on your abilities and the things that you can do or are you dependent on God working and moving again metaphorically as we're crossing into new territory do we wait for the water to recede where it's dry and we can do it on our own or do we cross while the river is raging Because if we aren't depending on him, again, we're depending on ourselves. And and you can't be still if you're in control. Oftentimes, we make it really hard for God to work and to move when we are the ones holding on to the reins. When we are at a crossroad between staying where we are, where we're comfortable, or going only where God can take us, would we depend on him? And would we believe that as we take the step, he's going to show up and he's going to move and he is going to be present. God is with us. Joshua could accept this challenge because he recognized God's promise to him that he would be with him. And because God was with him, he would have power. Again, in verse 5, God reminds Joshua that no one would be able to stand against Israel. And even as we say that, as they begin to take this land, it didn't mean that they would always win and that it would be easy. That's not the case. And it's because it's not because of their power, but because of God's. And again, oftentimes they would begin to wander and make it about their own abilities and God would step back. Today, again, how do we live? Who are we dependent on? The people of Israel were willing to face challenges because they knew that God was with them today. Do you know that? He never leaves us. 
Again, verse 5 also carries the assurance that Joshua would never be left or never be forsaken. And Christ today has made the same commitment to us that he has given us, us his spirit that is always with us. You are not alone. And because that's true, would we be willing to take steps into the unknown, into the places where we are uncertain and a little fearful and slightly anxious because we know that God is with us and he is leading us. So today as we close, maybe you're watching or listening and you've never decided to follow Jesus before. I just want to say today, the leader that Joshua is in this story actually points us to Jesus. The, the Greek name Jesus actually translates in Hebrew to Joshua. And so it's a fascinating parallel here that Joshua is the one who leads them to the promised land. And later Joshua or Jesus would be the one who comes and leads us towards God. Whatever Israel received in the promised land, they, res, they received at the hand of Joshua. Today, whatever we receive, we receive from God comes through the work that Jesus did on the cross for us. Today, there is healing and forgiveness and wholeness for your life. That, that you don't have to stay where you are. Today, maybe you're watching this and your life and you're struggling. You're not sure where to go or you've lost hope. Today, there is hope in Jesus and his death and resurrection. And on our part, all it takes is to say, Jesus, I trust in that. And today, if you do that, there's a link on all of our platforms that say I've decided to follow Jesus. Click that, fill it out, and we would love to walk with you and to help you understand more of that decision and how to continue to grow in it. For those of us who do follow Jesus, we are brought out of our sin. We are brought into new territory towards abundant life because of who God is and his goodness towards us. The land of Canaan represents the destination of God's people after they've been set free. And one of the interesting things is that in Hebrews in chapters 3 to 4, it actually draws this parallel between the freedom and the life that we see in the land of Canaan and how Jesus does that for us. And so one step I would encourage you this week would be to read Hebrews 3 and 4 and to see the rest and the wholeness that is available to every believer because of Jesus some connect the book of Joshua also with the book of Ephesians because in Ephesians they describe how there, in our spiritual walk there is victory because of Jesus. And again, the parallels between these two that as we begin to walk and move forward in the life that God has called us to, we are able to do it because of Jesus. Today, what step may God be calling you to take? Maybe it's seeking forgiveness in a relationship Maybe it's trusting him to provide. Maybe it's changing jobs. Um, maybe it's serving at church. Maybe it's you being a call to ministry that you've been ignoring. Would we be willing to face the uncertainty of these moments and to move towards God's leading? Again, to be still, to live with courage and strength. It starts with honoring God in all that we do in submitting our lives to him and being obedient to the things that he has called us to. God told Joshua that he was to obey the law of God, to move into the land and to claim the victory that he had, that God had for them. They first needed to be obedient. What area in your life could God be calling you to obedience in? 
that you've been resisting against today, would we surrender it? And would we give him control of that area of our life? Would we be obedient? We need to know what God is calling us to do. And today, if you don't know that, again, I would ask you to pray and to seek that this week. We're in a season of prayer and fasting. Make that an emphasis this week. And maybe just begin to pray specific prayers and and to see where God might be leading you. And as we begin to do that, he tunes our heart to his. Are you not sure God is with you? Are your fears greater than his presence in your life? This week, would we pray that that he would overcome those in our life? There is often more courage in surrendering to God than holding on to control for ourselves. Because the courage in, in trusting God is that sometimes we don't know where we're going. And sometimes we may be walking into waters that are raging. But on the other side is life. On the other side is purpose that maybe we never saw. Would we give God control and will we trust him fully as we head into new territory with strength and with courage? Join me as we close today in prayer. Jesus say, we just thank you for who you are, that you would come and that you would die and that you would resurrect three days later so that we could be made right with you. And Jesus, because of that today, we can move forward with courage. And so even today, would you give us strength and courage to be obedient and to take steps of faith towards the things that you are calling us to? Would this new year be full of moments where you are calling us to something greater and we would be obedient? And in doing so, we would continue to take a step towards life and life abundantly that you have for us. I pray you give us ears to hear. Our hearts would be sensitive to your leading and that the Holy Spirit would guide us and speak to us as we go about following you. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this encourages you to take your next steps in your faith journey with God. You can check us out more on connectchurchnj.com. Have a great day.